Hey, this is Jack from Brook Royal, and you are listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues! Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo! And uh, happy holiday, belated happy holidays. So the holidays are scheduled, got a little messed up, but uh, we're back. Chris is back in town. Last time he was, in, he was in New York. And uh, yeah, so the holidays are good for you, obviously. Yeah, it was, you know, it's low key with me. Uh, unlike you, I don't really have a family of my own aside from my parents. So you know, for me, Christmas morning is I spend the night at my parents' house the night before. I get up, we have coffee, we let the dog unwrap a couple of presents, and we're done. So it's uh, it, it's pretty low key, but it's nice. And if nothing else, it's nice just to kind of shut it down and and uh, and relax for a little bit. So it's uh, it's been a nice week. Uh, you know, there's always that weird week between Christmas and New Year's where you're never really sure what day it is. Or what time it is. You're just yeah. eating a lot of cheese. Maybe it's <laughs> Tuesday. Maybe it's Friday. No one really knows. More cheese on top of that. So Yeah. But uh now yeah, no, we have our we have our I say three days of Christmas where we just go to a ton of houses and it's just it's a thing. So but yeah. It's over. It was a good time as a kid had it got a lot of good stuff. We're good to go. Yeah. Um yeah, so everything is positive, except for when it comes to the blues. So uh, we're going to go through over the last couple games, some blues news and notes. Uh, we'll r- go over the whole, uh, some more rumors as well. Cause man, that's about the only thing the blues, uh, are in the news about outside of the big one that just happened today, recording on January 1st, 2019. So let's do game recaps. First, we're <laughs> going to go back to the first game right after the break, the blues come back home after, not doing that great on the road once again. They faced the Buffalo. What's the, how do you say their name? The Buffalo Sabres. Ah, that's it. It's the Buffalo Sabres. So, uh, we thought we'd see our friend, old friend Patrick Berglund. That We're didn't happen. To. Supposed to. So, the rumor, not rumor, but the pretty much the story that came out is he didn't report to the team for a couple of days, said he was quote unquote sick when he was supposed to meet the team, I think, to go on a road trip to Washington. Uh, he never yeah, showed, he, he was supposed to go showed. on a flight, yeah, and he, he, no, yeah, he no showed. showed the flight. So no showed the flight, and uh, got suspended from the team. So we didn't know what's going on. Um, lots of rumors out there. And about a day later, his contract was terminated, mutually agreed to terminate. So basically, he decided to walk away from about $12.9 million, $12.69, throw some numbers in there, million dollars on his last three years of his deal. This whole story is fascinating to me. And it's basically, I'm sure we'll dig into it. This is a lesson on how not to be a good agent 101 when it comes to Patrick Berglund's agent. Yeah, it's a a multi, it's got a lot of layers to it. So before we get into the game, we'll kind of talk about this. So let's rewind to July 1st. So July 1st, the big news for the Blues was, of course, acquiring Ryan O'Reilly from the Buffalo Sabres. And they, uh, Patrick Berglund was included in that as kind of a cap dump. 
So I remember we talked about this when it happened, like, oh, he must have waived his no trade contract to go, which I'm like, all right, well, you know, that's kind of nice of nice of him. But, you know, he kind of saw the writing on the wall, sure. decided to move on. That was not the case. So, no, it was not. Yeah, so Patrick Berglund's agent, uh, so his no tra- his full no trade turned into a 10-team no trade on July 1st. So he his agent is supposed to you know, resend a list in, I guess, at midnight 12, you know, July 1st, midnight, I need a new list if it right. changes. Patrick Berglund's agent never got that. I mean, Pat, excuse me, the Blues never got that list from Patrick Berglund's agent. So he basically didn't have a no trade clause at all, which basically he just traded to Buffalo with no hassle compared to when he kind of could, he could have maybe stopped that deal dead in his tracks. Yeah. And I bet you he would have too. Yeah. So who knows if he was in Sweden at the time with the, I think, I think reading back on it, um, it says that I found an article on post dispatch where he got woken up by a lot of text. So he was indeed traded. He was in Sweden or overseas at least when the trade went down. Cause he got woken up by a bunch of texts. So basically he was sleeping during during the whole trade deadline. Yeah. At least the first not trade deadline, but the first free day agency. of free agent signing. So he got he gets traded to Buffalo. Didn't really want to go there. Um, clashed with Phil Housley immediately. Um, only had two goals, um, five points. Uh, four he got regulate regulated to fourth line duty. He got a couple was, healthy couple healthy scratches. The interesting thing was when you read the stories about him in training camp. He was getting along well with everyone, and the fact that Jack Eichel, I think, called him the uh, um, what was it? The, the uh, like Swedish Godfather. The Swedish Godfather. Because, yeah, because there's a lot so, of Swedes on that team because of their big goal, big rookie Rasmus Dahlin, number one overall pick, Swedish, and there's a couple other guys that are younger. So it's kind of like he would kind of be like the guiding force, I right. guess, for all those guys, and uh, it just didn't happen. I guess. Yeah, um, it soured real quick. Uh, the couple, there's a bunch of things out. One thing that I read out there by one of the writers that he apparently was in New York, just going around to clubs and stuff and just apparently stopped caring. So I truly hope everything's okay with Patrick Berglund. And like I said, he's probably one of my favorite blues back when he was playing with the blues. So hopefully everything's okay with him, you know, and just, I don't know if he just lost love for the game, just from the situation he was in or something else What's is wrong. Your- so, you know, yeah. I think what surprises me the most about it is, and, and I've spent my fair share of time in Buffalo, and, and metropolitan-wise, it's not that much unlike St. Louis as mm-hmm. far as the makeup and the demographic. It's smaller, um, but it's very, very similar. It, what surprises me is that the way that this team got shot out of a cannon to start the season that he didn't want to ride this wave. And I'm not saying that the Buffalo Sabres are going to win a Stanley cup this year by any means, but they looked pretty damn good and still look decent. Yeah. They had a 10 game winning streak and everything. So yeah, it it really surprises me that Berglund basically cashed out and said, I'm done. Um, yeah, so who knows if he is not signed him, like, with anybody. Maybe doing so. something at the end of the year, but it, I, I'm really, really kind of shocked because, boy, it's not like Berglund, aside from the fact that this is where he was drafted and had always played, it's not like Berglund had situations that were worse, didn't have situations that weren't worse than that here in St. Louis with some real bad teams. Yeah, so who knows? Like, 
it's one of those things where people always talk about how a lot of players got comfortable in St. Louis and that's why maybe the performances didn't really dictate what we were paying them. And maybe that's what happened to Berg when he was very comfortable here, not saying he under, you know, who knows? So, but back to Berglund, free agent, uh, who knows if he's going to sign an NHL or maybe stay overseas for right now. Hopefully everything is okay with them. Uh, wish him luck in the future. So the blues are going to play the Sabres now, excuse me, Sabres again. And, after this road trip, you're thinking, what's going to happen? How are the Blues going to play? Uh, nothing kind of happens in the first period. The Blues uh, don't look good. Outshot 10 to 6. Um, yeah. but, but in the second period, the Blues come alive with three straight here. Uh, yep. Somebody who is starting to turn it on and figure things out, uh, I guess you could say, is Robert Thomas. He's looked really pretty decent on his, line with, yeah, on his line with Bozak and uh, Maroon. On, yeah. So I think it looks pretty good. Thomas is his third from Donovan Bozak. I think that um, Maroon is, is starting to look a little better now too. But yeah, Robert Thomas, for being a true rookie, he's getting stronger every game. Yeah, um, yeah. Maroon winds up uh, getting a goal later on here. The shocker was, and I said which a lot of Blues Twitter made a uh, made a lot of good jokes about. The second goal here after Thomas scores about uh, halfway through the period off an awesome feed from uh, Perron, who stole the puck in the corner. Uh, Jay Bomeister gets his first of the year. Uh, beats Carter Hutton. It was Hutton versus Allen in this game. I'm going to make that a big deal. Let's uh, rewind. It's more than first of the year. First since, what, what was the stat, last February? Yeah, it was last February, so last season. So it was late last season. First yeah. in nearly a year. Yeah. So crazy that uh, Jay Bowmeister fine. And mind you, it was a hell of a shot, too. Beats uh, Hutton over this glove great side. Job. Everything about it was great. The yeah. the the play by Perron was great. The pass, Bowmeister, it was perfect. Yeah. So awesome there. And then kind of a, this is a Maroon winds up getting this goal here, but Thomas kind of makes this play where he's. Uh, Working really hard in the yeah. corner makes a hell of a uh, deke around the defenseman. Goes to the backhand, but he kind of fans on the shot. So it looks more like a pass because he was trying to shoot it. I mean, it's obvious he's trying to backhand it on goal, but he fanned on it enough that it went to Maroon, who was plopped on the side of the net and bangs it home past Carter Hutton. Maroon gets his third of the year from Thomas and Bortuzzo. 55, 54 seconds after Bo Meester. So the Blues are rolling at 3 nothing. Uh, unfortunately, Jack Eichel gets a late power play goal, his 15th of the year for Mr. Lyon and Reinhardt. Uh, Boy, he's good. Yeah, nothing. Uh, There's pretty much a scramble play, and there was a chance for the Blues to kind of clear this. But uh, Mr. Lyon gets keeps it in along the boards and takes a shot, and Eichel gets the rebound. So, and this is a third period rolls around. This is a hell of an effort here, and I was really happy to see him get a goal. Ryan O'Reilly gets his 14th of the year from Steen and Perron at the 13:47 mark. He pretty much gets a puck, pokes it past the defenseman at the, I would say halfway between the red line and blue line and just cruises around him and puts a little shot past Carter Hutton, who was trying to go for the poke, uh, poke check and goes blocker side on Carter Hutton for this, for his 14th of the year. And the blues cruise to a four to one win. The team looked good. Jake I guess the team who was uh yeah, I guess the team who was fourth in the East. So go ahead, sorry. Looked good. Jake Allen looked good. Uh I, I think we can now put to rest the Carter Hutton should have stayed here and been our number one guy. Um with with all due respect to what he's done, 
uh, and what this team has done in Buffalo so far. Um, Carter Hutton is what he is. You know, he just got lit up by a, a Blues team that's having a lot of problems scoring goals, as will be made apparent by the other games we talk about. Um, you know, like, who was it? I, I put I put out on Twitter, I was like, so, about that whole argument about Carter Hutton being our number one, and someone shot back some stats about, well, you know, over 32 games, I was like, yeah, you know what? Only one of these guys you're talking about has given up a goal to Jay Bomeister. Mm, so, yeah, it, it's it, – I like Carter Hutton, man. But if you really think that Carter Hutton is the difference between where this team is now and where this team should be in fans' eyes, I think it was proven that night. Um, it, it's not. He's not Patrick Waugh. Yeah, like I said, unfortunately, with the, I think the Blues maybe would have liked to have Carter Hutton stay. Carter Hutton wanted a starting job. The Blues, unfortunately, had a had a contract commitment to Allen. At the end of the day, they Allen, maybe tried yeah. to move him, but they did. They couldn't. They either couldn't or wouldn't, and they had to part ways with Carter Hutton. I, I think, so, I think they would have liked to have kept them both. I think that for the longest time now, and I think you can go all the way back to the Halak and Elliott days. We've had a string of goalies that work better when there is a true tandem that are pushing each other for playing time. We haven't had a true number one goalie uh, as much as we've wanted it to be Yaroslav Halak, wanted it to be Brian Elliott, as much as we've wanted it to be Jake Allen. When given the opportunity, no one has taken the ball and said, this job is mine, I'm leading this team. And last year, you saw, even though the team didn't make the playoffs, that, you know, Allen and Hutton worked good when they were both pushing each other for playing time. And with all due respect to Jordan Bennington and whoever else comes up between now and the end of the year to be Jake Allen's backup, they're going to be Jake Allen's backup. They're not going to push him for a starting job. And, um, you know, I, I wish they could have kept Carter Hutton because I think that he's, you know, every bit as good as Jake, but I don't think he's better than Jake. Yeah, I think they're on the, I would say even at, at, you know, at the very least, I mean, I could probably break it down and go whatever, but on the surface, I think they're both about the same. Unfortunately, like I said, you had a contract commitment to Jake Allen, good or bad. That's just how it was. Did they try to deal him? Maybe we don't know, and there was no taker, so you just sure. kind of had to roll with what you had, and then uh, hopefully Jake would snap out of it. It's the business. It is what it is. So obviously Carter Hutton got paid, doing okay in Buffalo. So yeah. Uh, so the Blues move on, uh, face the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday night. So Sidney Crosby and the team both in it, and they're not. They're, they're starting to turn up a little bit. Fifth fifth chance at winning three in a row. Yes, that's why I have my notes. The fifth time that the Blues have had a chance to win three in a row, and every time they yeah. have lost, except for one time against uh, Winnipeg, they lost to Winnipeg three to two. They have lost by an average of four goals outside of that game. Yeah, well, oh, they, so not for, like yeah. This this team goes for three and just gets hammered. Yeah, it's a um, uh, not great. It's also worth noting this is a Pittsburgh team that a month ago was in the bottom of the East. Since then, going one, one, I believe nine of eleven. Yeah, this this game was five in a row. Yeah, yeah. 
They'd won nine of 11. They'd won five in a row. And it had gone from the bottom of the Eastern Conference to, I believe, third in the division, if not second. Second. They went to the second after this. Um, so our favorite saying, uh, welcome to Blues Hockey, sponsored by Bud Light. And no, there was a goal pretty close to that time period. About less than five seconds in, Alexander Steen takes a high-sticking penalty. This game quickly became the watch Alex Steen submarine this game game. It seemed like every time I turned around, he was getting called for a penalty that led to a goal. Yeah, the first one, then Crosby gets a uh, goal the 48 seconds in. Right in front of my face. Yep, for a uh, power play goal. And the next time was, uh, excuse me, Yuso Ricola from Pearson and Brassard. Zach Austin-Reese, Patrick Hornquist, another power play goal. Perron gets us on board after the Blues finally decide to play hockey and put pressure on. And that's O'Reilly, Steen, and Perron. And a nice goal by Perron is 13th of the year at the 1436 mark. 4-1 at that point. Yeah. Um, mind I you, mean, the, honestly, at this point, you think, was it 4-1 to one or was it 3-1? to 4-1. to 3-1. Was it 4-1? to one. One? Yeah, they because uh, he scored – there was a four-minute period from the 5:13 mark to 9:25, where there were three goals by Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, I remember thinking when Perron scored, if we could just get one more before we're in this game, and then Pittsburgh just said, "Yeah, about that." Yeah, because Matt Murray and, was struggling uh, during early in the season, but he started turning around. So you maybe thought maybe we can get in on that. Mind you, the three they had three power plays and had three power play goals through the first two periods. Uh, two of those power plays was uh, Alexander Steen taking a penalty right off the faceoff. Yeah, um, and mind you, we talked we talked about this on Twitter. <coughs> I'll wrap the game up here. Gutzel and Malkin get more two more goals. Malkin's on a power play, so four for four on a power play. The Blues penalty kill, which has probably been their only hallmark uh, during the season, actually been pretty Shit, decent. Uh, it was just really, really bad, to say the least. So, yeah. four for four, did terrible. They've let in uh, power play goals in nine of the last 11 attempts. So, that's starting to fall apart now. Yeah. And the Blues get boat raced again, six to one. And, of course, why did we get boat, boat raced? And of course, we are honoring somebody, so we have to look like complete a-holes. Uh, they're honoring Red Berenson for his induction into the uh, American uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. And... Uh, he dropped the puck at the beginning, and man, they just—they looked awful. They so, like, they like crap. I will say, um, and you know, I, I, this was, I think, my sixth of my twelve games this year. Um, it's the first time that maybe I really paid attention. Um, this team looked like they gave zero cares about being on the ice, with the exception of two players. Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron looked like they could have cared less to be on the ice that night. Every one of them. Yeah, they didn't look great at all. Um, to say the least. Even, um, I, uh, I have a friend of mine from Pittsburgh who's a season ticket holder for the Penguins, and he flew in town and we went to the game. Uh, number one, my entire section is Pittsburgh Penguins fans for this game. Or or dress as an empty seat night. Um, who was we? We were watching this game, and he looks at me halfway through the second period, and he goes, 
did your team play last night? I went, no. He goes, oh, they're real bad because they just look confused. They look like they don't know what they want to do or where they want to go. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I can't explain it. I can't. I go, because looking, he's like, you guys have strong players. He's like, you guys have amazing players on your roster. You shouldn't be this bad. And I was like, well, you've just described the season so far. I was like, I, no one understands why, but this team just doesn't care at all. They just don't care with yeah. the exception of, the only guy who I really feel goes out and gives it every night is Ryan O'Reilly. Astounding to me. Yeah, and he's a new guy. So, um, like I said, Tarasenko has not looked like himself. Refusing to shoot. I don't know if the shoulder's still bothering him or he just – I don't know, man. He just doesn't look like himself. Brings up a, I yelled at Jaden Schwartz so hard this game that I turned maroon, and I'm pretty sure he – because there was a – play in the second period where he got the puck in the slot. I mean, right between the circles. And dropped past it to nobody. And pitched off and walked out the other way. And I was just like, I'm so tired of this team doing that. And it happened like two more times in the third period with other people doing it. I, I don't know what is wrong with this team and why our forwards won't shoot the puck in high traffic areas and in high in high scoring chance areas. But the next time that I see one of our top six forwards go into the slot and damn puck, I'm gonna lose my mind. It makes no sense. It makes yeah. no goddamn sense why this team won't shoot the puck. Yep, I don't know. I mean it's unfortunately uh we're like I said, oh, I have a little quote we'll go over after the next game. I think we're at the point where I think finally maybe management has even realized, like, this ain't going to happen this year. Like, this team needs to string together more than three together. They need to string together, like, a five- or six-game win streak to kind of feel like they're Easily. getting back into it. Easily. And, and, and I'm pretty sure I know the, the quote that you're going to talk about. Uh, and it's like, and if it's taken him this long to get to this point, then that's a whole other problem. Because I, we've all known this for easily a month to six weeks. Yeah. So we're going to get into the uh, last game of the 2018 season. And I got a stat that we'll go over there. So game starts off. Ryan O'Reilly, 10-minute mark, gets a goal hit off a, a rocket of a shot. Uh, Perron steals the puck in the corner. And him and O'Reilly kind of cycle for a second. O'Reilly gets loose in the uh, slot area, phrasing. And a rifle's a shot past Henrik Lundqvist for his 15th of the year from Perron. And you think everything, the Blues look uh, okay. Um, they look we'll good. talk about, they look good. A lot of missed shots. We'll talk about that. Uh, a lot of shots yeah. wide. Uh, Vince Dunn, uh, after this game, he had nine shots that he missed the net on the last two games. That's unacceptable. Uh, uh, well, it is unacceptable. But get into this team who hasn't been able to put a puck on that for five plus. Years. Yeah, I know. But like I said, that's ridiculous. But unfortunately, Matt Zuccarello gets his, his fourth of the year at the 1940 mark. Of course, a power play goal. Um, Blues had a chance. They had Petrangelo, Schwartz, and Edmondson had a puck. Only one Ranger was right there. And all I had to do was shoot it out. And they lose the puck. And they cycle it back down low, and Zuccarello gets a rebound shot and gets the goal. It's it was it the the epitome of this season. 
where the Blues had a chance yeah, to clear it and kill the rest of the power play and cl- kill the period off, but they blow the Blues, it. And the Blues it hockey 2018-2019. Correct. Now, and during the middle of the second period, the Blues are playing, you know, okay. I think it's, 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 it's I think both teams didn't look great, honestly. It was kind of all those games like, wow, both these teams are supposed to be professional teams, and they just don't look great. Uh, Boo Nieves, Nieves gets his second of the year from Strom and Shattenkirk, old friend, at 311. He basically comes off the bench, dances around three guys, and puts a little backhand shot. Originally, this was given to uh, Cody McLeod because he was parked in front of the net, but then they changed it back to Boo Nieves, who, uh, like I said, second of the year along from Strom and Shattenkirk. Uh, also, I'll be honest, uh, though, the Henry Glenquist play out of his mind. Uh, the Blues had plenty of opportunities in the second I period. Go ahead. I said Lundqvist played great. He was he was uh, he was really really on his game. Yeah, the Blues had a chance here in the third in the second period to do something. They had three power play chances and just could not get anything going. They had 17 shots, a total of 40 for the game. Uh, but Henrik Lundqvist was stood on his head. The Blues had seven shots in the first, 17 in the second, 16 in the third. Um, and just nothing happened. The Blues just couldn't get one by him. Uh, 37 saves total for him. Or yeah, 30, says 37 saves, but he has 40 shots down here. That's that's uh, not correct. Be 39 saves according to the article. The article is wrong on Blues uh, website. So interesting stat for the last two games. The Blues have 151 shot attempts and just two goals to show for them. Of those shot attempts, 69 yeah. have been a goal, 46 have been blocked, and 36 have missed the net. It's it is a tale as old as time with the St. Louis Blues. Remember, it was what a few years ago where our group of friends used to always say, "We can't just yell shoot the puck; we have to yell shoot the puck on goal because otherwise, we're just going to hit the glass four feet to the right behind the net when we tell them to shoot." Um, I get that, like not every shot's going to go on goal. But, boy, doesn't it seem like the Blues have an extraordinary amount of shots that don't go on goal? Oh, yeah. So, if you do the percentage there, it's under 50% that the it's Blues ridiculous. get a shot on goal. Yeah, under 50% that they uh, are getting on. It's really ridiculous there. So, I don't even – it's at the point of just you don't even know what to say anymore, honestly. I mean, it, it's not like this is new. I mean, we've been talking about this easily – Easily five plus years, um, uh, back in to back in the Oshi days and, and things like that. Like this team, it, it's 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 hard not to laugh. Like they just can't put a puck on goal, let alone in goal. Um, yeah, it's but I I, I don't understand it, man. I it it, it makes me wonder what's happening in the coaching staff and the upper management of this team that can't fix problems like this. Yeah. It's at the point of, we don't even know what's going on upstairs, what's going on for a lot of things. So uh, this thing I wanted to point out was a uh, Luke Korak, a little tweet after the game. Said Doug Armstrong's walk downstairs had the look of a death march, slow reserved to this team's fate. Yeah, I figured that was what we were talking about. And 
I'm not surprised to read it. I'm surprised that we're reading this on December 31st because I think all of us knowledgeable fans pretty out by November 15th. Yeah, I think we were we were there pretty much the second week of November. I think most blues fan knowledgeable blues fans think that oh, there's like all oh, this time turning around. I said no, they need to fire the coach as soon as possible and get things rolling because uh, they don't look good. They don't look good for no. the year. So for the calendar year, the Blues finish with a five below 500 record according to what I see here. They were 34, 35, and six from January 1st to December 31st this year. So meaning we've seen mediocre hockey for 2018, to say the least. So don't even know what else to put onto that. So let's get into the positive news. Well, here's what I would say, say is that obviously the people was all coaching related were wrong. I think that Yo was part of the problem, but I think it has become evident now that you have your player roster more so than just Jake Allen can't stop a puck. Um, there is something wrong with Vladimir Tarasenko. I don't know. Just don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's that he doesn't want to be here. I don't. But it's obvious that something's wrong. He is not the player that he has been the last his name. I mean, he's just not. Um, I, if you're done, I think you have reached the point, and we may have talked about, about this last podcast. I think it'll Alex Steen and Petrangelo into your office, and three of you guys, and figure out what the hell's wrong between the two of them. And just put it bluntly and say, can't figure out how to coexist on this team and work together to submit a, a list of teams to me that you are willing to be traded to and you need to be prepared to be shipped out. Because it's become there is something wrong in that locker room. And, and everybody points to that. Everybody. And in his on this team over the last four to five in this gradual decline, ever since this team made the Western Conference Finals, it has been a that has been steeper and quicker than it really needs. And no one is stopping this train. And if you need to gut this to fix the problems that are happening in this locker room, then you need to do it as a general manager. And if this is the first time I've said it, then Doug Armstrong, you need to go. Yeah, and something needs to be done. It's frustrating to say the least. Like you uh, you point out, the seats are it's good to be dressed like an empty seat night at the uh, Enterprise Center on prime nights, like a Saturday night against Pittsburgh. If you said that two or three years ago, that place wouldn't have been sold out. I would have been, thought you were crazy, or there must have been a major ice storm that nobody could get there. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. So let's get into the good news for tonight. So it's uh, January 1st. The big news on January 1st is always the Winter Classic. So the uh, annual Chicago game is like what we like to know it right now. Uh, Chicago played uh, Boston today. It's Boston the was annual, victorious. The annual watch Chicago to the sun. 
Yeah, Chicago was uh, – they finished uh, with their loss today. Their uh, outdoor games, they are 1-5, and, and they're 0-4 on Winter Classic days. So that's awesome. So that's why, unfortunately, that makes them closer to uh, the number one pick, whatever. They're going to get it anyway. I just, I just have that feeling as the season goes on. Yeah. Just be resound to it. I so, agree. So the big news that comes out of today's uh, broadcast. So next year's Winter Classic will be in uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Dallas Stars yeah. will host. Yeah, Dallas Stars will host. That's like I think ninety thousand people. What they say to the yeah to be determined is the opponent. Of course, uh, I go online just look around. Everybody's got their source, which I think is hilarious. Um, they're like, oh, the Blues are in. The Blues are going to be announced as one of the guys, according to I saw somebody said according to TSN and Dallas Morning News. I Google that for twenty minutes. I did not find a word about that. Um, th- there was an article on Dallas Morning News stating. There is a numerous potential. Minnesota, which makes sense, you think, would be Minnesota. Be a I think that game. needs to be the game. Honestly, yeah. as, as a hockey fan, I think it's Minnesota because of the North Stars connection. <laughs> uh, somebody said, due to Buffalo Sabres, due to the uh, Santa Cup final game that happened years ago, St. Louis be a good divisional opponent. Somebody even pointed that out. So we're maybe an option. But I always think the Minnesota would be my choice if I had to pick one. Or they could pick a very popular opponent. You know, the maybe, you know, the uh, Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets get the Heritage game in October. Heritage, Ser- Heritage Series game. Colorado gets another game at the, uh, I think it was like an Air Force base, I believe. Um, and that's a two be de- to be determined as well. Air Force Academy. Yes, that was it. So they're to be determined as well. So who knows what they pick? Um, I got a feeling. One of those games is going to be Chicago. I just had that feeling. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it will be. I think they have to give Chicago at least a year off. I think the Blues get one of those games. And my my gut is that the Blues get, Blues get the Colorado game. And if they do, I'm going to that game. Because Colorado is gorgeous. It, 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 the Air Force Academy, for those who don't know, is just outside of Colorado Springs, which is about – 60, 70 minutes outside of Denver, but it's in the middle of the mountains and pine trees. And it is some of the most beautiful scenery you have ever seen. And if the Blues get that game, I might go to that game. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, that would be too determined. So, of course, the last bit of news, which pertains to St. Louis, the Blues have been awarded the NHL All-Star Game next year. So the 2020 All-Star I'm Game really excited. will be in – St. Louis, the first time since uh, was it was 87 or 89. Nine. So, uh, let's see. So, I got a couple quotes here. We'll go over real quick, just uh, fill in. So, Gary Bettman in quote, St. Louis was a great host for us for the Winter Classic and the final analysis, the total circumstances, including the substantial renovation that was done to their Enterprise Center, made it the right time to go back. We have no doubt it will be a huge success. So, one sure, quote well, there. Yeah, and it's going to be great. So the other quote that we will uh, say was uh, Tom Stillman's a great day for the city of St. Louis. So uh, the main thing was the Blues having those renovations. So the Blues didn't have those renovations. You don't think you're going to see this happening. Uh, so there's a quote from Tom Stillman. This is a great day for not only Blues fans, but for the city of St. Louis. Our city, our great fans, and our corporate partners have shown tremendous loyalty to the Blues since the inception in 1967. And landing a major event such as the 2020 Honda NHL All-Star Game is a testament to the relentless passion and support, end quote. The last time they did host the game was 1970 and 1988. So I was in between. So I messed up there. Excuse me. 
So January 24th through 26th, you're going to see a ton of stuff happen around St. Louis. This is great for the city. Uh, it's really exciting. You're going to see the skills competition. Uh, if they do the, you know, this will be the three-on-three game on Sunday. Or they change, I think they'll change the 26th is a Sunday, yes. So you're going to see a lot of fun stuff coming for the All-Star Weekend, uh, a lot of revenue for the city. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just going to be great. So All-Star game. I'm excited. Yeah, so it should be great. It's so make me have to redo my tickets. Yeah, so that's what people are saying. Is, oh, they got us uh, – they got us uh, to renew our tickets for one more year. It's like, I'm sure this was a lot more in advance until the Blues started being really awful this year. So I but, would agree. Yeah. So uh, positive stuff there. So I did see an interesting today, which I wanted to bring up and get your thoughts behind it. So uh, one of the these Twitter followers is Incarcerated Bob, which seems to be Fantastic kind of one of those. Game. Yeah. So it has one of those like uh, – He's gotten some stuff right, so it's one of those things where he might have a source or something like that. So he ha- and he always posts like, "Hey, look what I got right! I called these trades. I called this trade." Um, like I think he had the Goldschmidt thing for the Cardinals nailed down like a day early, okay. like almost to a T, basically. So yeah, maybe he has a little bit of credibility. So the rumor he has said that the Blues are now shopping Alex uh, Alex Petrangelo a little hard, Toronto, Boston. Colorado are all major players in acquiring Alex Petrangelo. Toronto is okay. the obvious one. Uh, Colorado is going to have to pay an arm and a leg due to being in the uh, division. I don't see that happening. I would agree. Um, Boston is interesting. Uh, uh, I could see that happening due to the friendship with uh, uh, David Backus. But if they can make it yep. work right up there financially, maybe that'll work. Uh, I don't know what the, the – they have a lot of young players, man. I'll be honest. Uh, Boston – if they can get some of those younger players like DeBrusque or something like that, that might not be awful. Um, Agreed. So we'll see how that turns out. Like I said, it's going to be the rumor season for the Blues. That's, I mean, we're not. That's not all we're going to cover from here on out, man. But I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to mention it here and there just because doing game recaps is going to be tough. <laughs> that we talked about, we're going to talk about every little thing we can about the Blues here because the trade deadline is going to be very. The Blues are going to be very heavy this year on the trade deadline. Uh, they're going to see a lot of movement. I think I would. I would be shocked. Uh, I I would agree. Like we said on the last podcast, I don't necessarily think this team's until the deadline either. You know, it's Armstrong has always been very the deal he wants. He pulls the trigger, um, and I think that as we get further into this new year. I start seeing pieces drop sooner than later. Yeah, I still I think I think Petrangelo, I do think Steen, and I think honestly, if you if I had to guess, even though I saw people say Tarasenko seems more likely to be traded, I just think there'd be such a revolt on this team. I think if you, I think if I'm leaning more toward, I mean, I'm thinking something's wrong. I'm going to give him to the rest of this season and see how he is next season. But is do you think I saw this quote the other day? Let me spit it out. Do you think instead of being like a superstar along the lines of, let's say, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, a superstar like that kind of caliber, or is he more of a secondary kind of secondary superstar like a Phil Kessel? Tarasenko? Yes. I think that he has the ability to be Alex Ovechkin level. It's about putting that effort out there. Who knows? He's not putting that effort out there. It just He just looks like, I don't know, a step off. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's mental or physical, but something is not right with him. 
Yeah, I had a friend who was sit at the Pittsburgh game as well that night, and he was behind the Blues bench. And he said every time Tarasenko came to the bench, he slammed his stick and like was yelling. So it, the dude, I think, has got to be frustrated. That dude has to be gotta extremely be, frustrated. Be frustrated. So uh, um, was struggling to say the least. Uh, yeah, Here, so. and I and I will say this: if you look at the December as a whole, was a better month for the Blues. They 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 put some wins together. The problem is when they would lose games, oh boy, would they lose the murdering fashion. Yeah. And that's the that's the problem. It, it's just they're right as of right now, um, they are at the bottom of the standings. So they are officially tied, tied with Ottawa with the least amount of points in the NHL. Mind you, they have a ton of games in hand compared to some of the other teams that are above them. For example, like Chicago. Uh, Chicago has five more games played than them. Uh, like right above LA Kings have three more. And, the, and, the, and Chicago's only two points ahead of us. So may, mind you, could they blow five games? Maybe, but easily, but they also could win. Let's say they could win three of those five, three of those five, five too. And then push it with the 40 points, which puts them right up to the point of almost uh, the playoff picture. But that's if they play well, the games. But I, I just I don't think that. No, I don't think it is the funny thing to look at, and we can say this and then wrap it up. Is that if you look at where the, and look at where their games in hand are, if they win all the games in hand that they had on the Dallas Stars, they went back of the Dallas Stars for the second wild card. Mm-hmm. How crazy it is. Like, as bad as this team is, and they're bad, they've got the games in hand to turn it around. There's just confidence in the fact that they'll win those games. Yeah, that's the thing is you just don't know which team is going to show up that night, and that's the huge problem with this team is that you don't know who is going to show up. Is going to be the team that plays like they could play against Buffalo where they shut the major stars down and they get clutch goals from different lines. Or you get the team that gets down after one minute in against Pittsburgh and gets boat raced against six to one and doesn't look like they're in it at all. Or you, you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's how it's been this year. You did, like when you tune in, you don't know what you're going to see, and that's that, unfortunately that's that's what keeps bringing me back to watching this team over and over again. It's like, am I going to get? Am I going to be happy when I watch this team? Like, there's no give me games anymore with this team. It's just like, oh, they're going to play Ottawa Senators. Let's say. As soon, or like for example, coming up soon, they're going to play uh, a week from yesterday, excuse me, six days from now, they play uh, Philadelphia, who's second to last in the East. And I would say in the past, uh, if like, oh, we could beat them easily compared to their record, they're exactly the same record as us 15, 8, and 4 at this time. So who knows how that game is? You know, you're, it's very interesting on this, what this team is. Speaking of Philadelphia Flyers, before we wrap it up, uh, old friend Yori Laterra. Oh boy. So he has uh, been charged with trafficking drugs in Finland. Apparently bought uh, over eight, I think it says eight kilos of uh, uh, cocaine, which is ridiculous. But yeah, so 
anyway, we'll wrap it up there in for this week. So we were at the, also we did our contest giveaway before I wrap it up. Uh, the A Gibbs at and we'll wrap it up there. And what's like I said, A Gibbs underscore STL Blues. So one on Twitter. Thank you for winning our contest. I really appreciate that. I messed up your Twitter name by accident. I apologize on that. So get a hold of us at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. And on Facebook is Blues Hockey Podcast. And then also you can find us on Instagram is Blues Hockey Podcast. Our website is blueshockeypodcast.com and also .net. And email us with any questions, comments, concerns, reviews, whatever you like. We'll read them on air. It's blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so also remember to find our shirt on Glass Bangers. I always forget to mention that. They have a sale right going on right now. So please get on that. It's 20, it's 25% off. It's any shirt. Not only our shirts, awesome company. We got an awesome shirt. So go ahead and buy that. So we're going to keep coming at you the next couple of weeks. I got the all-star game coming up. We got some stuff planned. I'm still working on just kind of getting things lined up has been difficult to say the least. So we'll catch you guys next time. And hopefully we can talk about some more blues wins. Oh